Hello, my name is Nick, and this is In Sickness. Today's topic is going to be drug and alcohol abuse on a global scale. As always, the references at the end and in the show notes. So everything we're going to be talking about today is from a big study called the Global Burden of Disease Study, or GBD for short. And this is a massive research undertaking that has consisted of more than 1,800 researchers from 127 countries. This research was begun in 1990 and has since put out four separate reports and attempts to capture and summarize disease impacts on a global scale. There's a few kind of concepts that I want to go over first before we start talking about any data here. And these are concepts that were really popularized by the global burden of disease studies. And the first one I'd like to bring attention to is called disability adjusted life years or DALIs. So DALIs are the years of life lost to disability plus the years of life lost to premature death as a result of the disease. DALIs are essentially a number that's meant to quantify the number of years lost to an illness as a combination of both the effect that it has on your life, the suffering while you're still living, as well as any life lost, the number of years of life that are assumed to have been lost as a result of the disease due to premature death compared to the life expectancy of that person. This is important because it allows us to compare the impact of diseases that are deadly with those that cause suffering but may not kill you. It also helps us to track the effect of diseases have on a population over time, and this way we can get a better idea for how our treatments and how our successes have been able to decrease the impact of that disease. Important for calculating DALIs is something called the disability weight of a disease. These are numbers between zero and one, where zero is no disability at all, perfect healthy, and one is essentially death. And the advantage of this is that it's, it's a snapshot of disability rather than kind of a quantification over your lifetime. So this is kind of like how much the disease affects you and your living at any given point in time. And this is not time dependent, really. So it's the same for anybody who's younger or older. If you've lost a limb, then you are X amount disabled. And these are nice measurements, and this helps us kind of get a sense for how much a disease affects your life. And this is part of what contributes to being able to calculate the years of life lost to disability that goes into DALIs. Okay, now on to the paper. It is baffling how central substance use and abuse is in some cultures. I mainly refer to North America because that's where I live, and that's where I'm from, and that's the culture that I'm most familiar with. But it is incredible to see this. And once you kind of open your eyes to it, it's really everywhere. It feels like the majority of social interactions revolve around some kind of substance use. The most popular, of course, being caffeine or alcohol. If you want to go out with someone, if you just want to get a quick little social thing going, then you always go out for a drink. And what are you drinking? You're drinking 
forms, you're drinking drugs, you're drinking forms of drugs, substance, substances that can be abused and used. And it's just amazing how central it is to our culture. Drug dependence is not the same as use, however. And dependence is pretty much characterized by the loss of control over use and the increase of impact of that use on a person's life. So researchers using the global burden of disease data were able to calculate the regional and global estimates of prevalence of alcohol, amphetamine, cannabis, cocaine, and opioid dependence, and then compare the rates and impacts of these diseases between the first global burden of disease data set in 1990 and the most recent in 2016. Now I'm gonna level with you. This is a long and boring paper. So I'm gonna break it down into three things that you want to know. And that's, where are we at today? What's the prevalence essentially? How does that compare to 1990? And essentially, so what's the trend? Where are we going? And then finally, what's the impact? And like, why does this matter? Okay? So first off, let's start with prevalence. The prevalence of alcohol use disorder far outstripes any of the other use disorders at more than opioid, cocaine, cannabis, and amphetamines put together. Estimates fall at around 100 million people to have alcohol use disorder globally, with the next highest being opioids at 27 million, followed by cannabis at 22 million people. All in all, that puts alcohol at around three quarters of all dailies lost to substance use. And where's this worst? Alcohol use disorder was most prevalent in Northern Europe, and North America was holding the highest prevalence of cannabis, cocaine, and opioid use. So how have these numbers changed majorly since 1990? The number of people with any substance use disorder has risen sharply since 1990. This is true of both men and women with the slightly higher numbers in men. And for the most part, these numbers are likely driven by population growth and as well as population aging because young children don't tend to be substance abusers. All in all, over that 26-year gap, there is a 44.2% increase in the number of people suffering from alcohol use disorder. Similar numbers, but more like 30s to mid-30s, can also be said about the other use disorders. With 22.5 for amphetamines, 25.6 for cannabis, 39.7 for cocaine, and 47.3% for opioids, and then 56.9% for all other drug use disorders. These are big changes. These are huge increases. These are... <laughs> this is big. All right, now impact. Let's go a little bit into how this is affecting people. Let's dig into the numbers just a little bit. Let's break it down. The burden of alcohol use was higher in countries with low sociodemographic index. That is to essentially just say poor countries, with the majority of harm being caused by factors other than alcohol use itself, such as cancer, heart disease, violence, self-harm, accidents, things like that. 
So the largest contributor to Dally's loss from alcohol use was injuries at 20.9% of all Dally's loss due to alcohol use. And then followed really closely by cardiovascular disease at 20.8%. The next highest was substance use disorder at 16% and then cancer at 14%. Of note is that almost half of injuries, the largest category contributing to the damage done by alcohol use disorder, is due to self-harm or direct interpersonal violence. That's scary. And to me, all of this, this data, this really smells of poor control. And that means that this need not be the case. These numbers don't have to be what they are. We could do better. We could use these things more safely. Alcohol doesn't need to be as damaging as it is. On the other hand, drug health burden was higher in richer countries, and most of this harm, in contrast to alcohol, was due to drug use disorders themselves, rather than the consequences of drug use and the culture around it uh, due to sharing of needles you can get transmission of infectious diseases which cause AIDS, hepatitis, liver cancer, cirrhosis, uh, things like this and as well as uh, self-harm and some of the things that were very damaging with alcohol use were not as big problems with drug use. To me, that seems like we have to just be more careful with the drugs themselves and that maybe putting in rules and legislation to try to protect around them isn't necessarily the most effective thing you can do. That being said, the, a lot of the harm that's caused by the other parts, the not drug use related disorders, uh, such as the spread of diseases, um, this can be really improved with needle sharing programs, uh, giving clean needles and safe injection sites. So this can really be improved. So there are differences and similarities between alcohol use and other drug use. What's interesting to see is that after Northern Europe, the highest alcohol use problems were seen in Sub-Saharan Africa, an emergent place for such problems. This is likely due to changing of strategies in the alcohol industry as other countries recognize the disease burden that's put on them by alcohol products, and they put in place laws in order to lower it, in turn decreasing the sale of alcohol. This causes alcohol industries to turn to poorer regions where there are no such protections for their population in place and growing wealth in these countries, which can then be spent on alcohol and we're raising profit margins for the industry. Sound like a familiar story? This is the exact same story you can see with tobacco use. Maybe we're taking the same route. Maybe alcohol is going to follow the same path that tobacco took. Many of the same changes that can decrease the harm from tobacco, such as taxation and regulation of availability and limitations on marketing, can substantially reduce the harms associated with alcohol, as well as we've seen be very effective in reducing the harm of tobacco. And alcohol's a growing problem that's currently really poorly addressed. It needs to be recognized better than it is. Of all mental health disorders, alcohol use disorder has the lowest treatment rates globally. 
And even with medications that are proven to be effective in alcohol dependence, such as naltrexone, uptake and adherence has been very, very low. This is similar for what I was saying before, is that much of the disease burden due to infectious diseases spread among people who inject drugs could be averted by scaling up needle and syringe programs for drug users. All in all, this paper has really shown that alcohol and drug use continues to be a problem. A problem that's getting worse, it needs to be addressed by us. And we have effective means to address these problems. We just need to put them in place. We also need to take steps in order to protect the more vulnerable places on our planet. And these are poorer regions usually, regions that should not repeat the same mistakes that we have already made, just that alcohol and drug companies can make a buck before they're forced to actually change what they're doing. Anyways, today's paper was the global burden of disease attributable to alcohol and drug use in 195 countries and territories from 1990 to 2016, a systematic analysis for the global burden of disease study 2016 by Jen Hart et al. Thank you.